There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mind Poppers podcast. I'm your host, Adam O'Reilly, recording live from the Mind Poppers basement. Before we get into the mind poppers of this episode, and look, you've all seen last night, Kanye West um, officially announced, I mean, I guess it's official, I mean, who knows about him? We don't know if if it's official, if it's just shy talk, what have you. From the appearance, it looks like he's officially announcing that he's going to put himself forward as a candidate for the US presidency, the elections. I mean, there's there's only four months left in the race, you know? Um, And... Up until now, you know, we thought it was going to be um, Donald Trump, obviously, going for re-election um, for the Republican Party. And then we have, in opposition, we have um, Joe Biden, who is going to be representing the Democratic Party. Four months left, and they're going to be going head to head. Now, obviously, Kanye has thrown his hat in the ring, so we're going to see what happens. We'll talk about it a little later. First, some personal drama. So, I've been getting these messages, right? Um, on the on the dating apps, you know I'm on the dating apps. Um, so I've been I've been getting these messages. Right, it started off as as a blank profile, and we we chatted for ages. Okay, and I, I was telling this to Jenny and Lindsay from the Ickals. I've been keeping them uh, keeping them updated because it's a bit of a saga uh, in our group chat. But so I was messaging this person once. Okay, it was like say half twelve, maybe two weeks ago. We were talking to like half four in the morning you know it was like the chat was that good the banter was that good and you know because if you're on the dating apps like I am and you're on them regularly to you know very little success once you once you come into someone who has the good chat the good banter someone that you just have a good as the French say repertoire with you hold on to that. You're like, oh, because it's so refreshing, you know? Because you deal with the, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Same old shit, you know? And you do that on the daily. So then when when someone comes and they can, like, you know, go a little back and forth, you know, a bit of attitude, can, you can bounce off them and they, they get you, they get, your, they get your sense of humour, what have you. It's not just the bland, same old shit rigmarole. So I was into it, you know, I was, I was very much into it. Um, so we chatted till like half four in the morning. They were telling me things that I loved about them, just personality wise, very controlling. Um, very controlling, was into it, very toxic, was very into it. Um, and they were telling me things like kind of like sexual interests, what they were into, which uh, and their sexual interests aligned, you know, in terms of like their, their kinks, what got them going, you know, just things apart from, you know, the ordinary vanilla that, that we're all into, they had some things which, you know, resonated with me uh, and my sexual interests. So I was like, great. I was like, how often does this happen? You know, this person is super hot. You know, I've seen the pictures, super hot. Really good back and forth conversation. Had that kind of toxicity about them that like mot to a flame in my case. Um, and, and both of our sexual kind of interests, 
uh, were aligning, you know? I was like, this isn't it for me, you guys. I'm checking off the dating apps because, you know, this, finally, I was like, okay, I've gone through all this shit to reach this point. This is going to be, you know, my new, my new beginning, my new toxic dream. Um, so whatever, I was like, it was like half four in the morning, was coming up from 5, 5 a.m. We'd been talking all night. I was like, look, I was like, I got a bounce. I was like, I, I have to get some sleep, what have you, but we'll definitely pick this back up tomorrow. And I was excited, you know, to, to be able to wake up. I mean, God, not the next day, but a couple of hours later and go back into that because it was just such an interesting dynamic and we both just clicked. Um, so after I had said goodnight, right, and okay, so obviously I didn't go to sleep. I like waited like, I stayed up like an extra five minutes just to see what this person was going to reply to me when I said goodnight, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And to my dismay, to my shock, horror, before my very eyes, the events that would unfold were that all the messages started to disappear. Before my very eyes, I saw messages like just fading away, you know? my hope of, of of this new this relationship starting this new I don't know just firecracker of a relationship beginning was starting to fade before my very eyes all the messages just suddenly started deleting and obviously then I, I come to the conclusion that this person had deleted their account you know it's the only way to, to make the messages disappear like that and I was like god the next day or I mean again later on that day I, I felt hurt. I had like, it had triggered something in me on a fundamental level, which was like a fear of abandonment. It's something like that. And I was triggered for sure. Um, I was like, who does that? Like we, we clearly had a good conversation. We were going back and forth, you know, little sass, uh, sass mouth every now and again, you know, and then like, you know, from them, it was like, don't you sass me. And Kate like, oh, I'm all sassy. But, you know, it was good. It was good. It was good. Um, but to my dismay, everything disappeared. So I was like, fuck. I was like, that? Like, it kind of hurt. Like, I wasn't like, obviously devastated. You know, I didn't know this person. But it's still, it stung, you know. So whatever, I was like, wow, incredibly rude. So anyway, the day went on. I was on the dating apps again that night. Just, you know, when you're lying in bed, you you have something playing in the background and you're, you're swapping from the Tinders to the Bumbles to the Christian Mingles, what have you. Um, and so a message appeared from, from a blank profile again. Um, and we started chatting, you know, because a lot of people are, are very discreet and, and won't want to send a face picture, you know, fr- from the outset. Um, so sometimes you go, you got to do a little bit of conversation and it gives you a chance to like see the dynamic, how, what people's banter is like, you know, how your, how your, at least conversational personalities intertwine. And again, it was going very well with this, with this new person. Um, and I was like, okay, but well, well, send me a picture. And they did. It was this little blonde bitch, um, looked like maybe like one of the Paul brothers, like Jake or Logan Paul. So I was into it for sure. And, you know, I'd long, not that I'd forgotten, but the, the person from the couple of hours, I keep saying the night before, but you get what I mean. You know, um, they'd looked different, you know, one was like dark hair, like different body type, whatever. And I was like, fine. I was like, I'm over it. I'm ready to move on. But as the conversation went on, okay, and I stayed, I ended up talking to that person again until like four in the morning, the following night, this, this new person. But, but alarm bells started to ring because the things we were talking about and their reaction to certain things was 
startlingly similar to the person that I had been talking to the night before. And I had dismissed it because it wasn't like, you know, like a hundred percent like connection. I hadn't put any dots together at this point. You know, this person had like the same reaction to me being like, oh, do you, do you smoke a little bit of the herb? You know, do you know, do you fuck like that? And they were like, this, the second person was like, no, I don't actually hate drugs. It, it makes me very anxious, it makes me very nervous for people taking them, what have you. It would just have me stressed out. They were like, you know, if I was ever going out with someone, they'd have to like cut even weed out of their life. And all of the friends that partake in drugs, they'd have to cut all of them out of their life. Which was exactly the same sentiment as the person the night before was saying. Like startlingly similar in terms of even the language that they were using and the, I guess, the the passion that they used while speaking about it and had the same concerns about it. Again, look, I, I didn't draw any dots together at this point because I was like, okay, I was like, you know, some people are just like that, I guess. You know, some people would be a bit more prudish when it comes to the world of drugs I guess and smoking and what have you than others I was like okay obviously I've just found two people back to back that have you know that are similar like this you know which which is so not me as you know I'm like look do whatever you want like you do you that is 100% my policy um so whatever we were talking I still hadn't made any connections at this point um talking away talking away this this person I was chatting to on the dating app the second person was like oh you have to check out this movie um Colossal so I, I googled the movie it's a movie about like Anne Hathaway and she's like this place some sort of connection to some almost like what was that monster's name like in Tokyo um n- not the big gorilla but like that big lizard monster what what's his name again Whatever, whatever. But you you know what I'm talking about. Big giant lizard be smashing up cities and shit. Godzilla, there we go. Um, so it was some sort of stupid like comedy drama starring Anne Hathaway, some old Anne Hathaway movie. And I was like, no, I was like not particularly interested in watching that at all. I was like, oh my God, I'll definitely watch that. Of course, I had no intention of watching that. Absolutely not. Um, so anyway, conversation went on. It was good. Again, we were vibing, you know, with sexual interests, we were vibing personality-wise. I, I like a certain personality. It will take a certain personality to to get me engaged. You know, otherwise I'm a very close withdrawn person. I'm a cancer. It takes a certain kind of personality to, to draw me out of my shell. Um, But we were vibing. So again, like half four in the morning, I'm like, okay, good night. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Okay. And then we're, again, we're talking about the second person. I'll talk to you tomorrow. As I said, good night. Again. Again. Before my very eyes, these new messages started to disappear off my phone. This person had deleted their account after the hours of us talking. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like two in a row, really? I'm like, am I doing something terrible? You know, am, am I that terrible to talk to? That it is made these two people in a row delete their accounts. Um, so whatever, I was like, fuck it, like love is dead. Um, next night, so night number three, I'm sitting down in the bed, I got something playing in the background, what have you, I'm probably a little buzzed. Boom, get a notification on the phone. So I go onto the dating apps. I have a message from a, an unknown profile again. And I mean, it's look, it's not uncommon. 
to get messages from unknown unknown accounts you know it's not uncommon so I'm like okay you know whatever who's this I, I'm not drawing any any dots together at this point um so we got to talking again great conversation blah 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 blah, blah great conversation you know a couple of maybe half an hour conversation I'm like oh do you have a face picture can you send me a face picture got a face picture it's the same blonde bitch from from the night before I'm like are you kidding me are you fucking kidding me like again with this bullshit um and again he brings up this like oh did you watch uh, Anne Hathaway Colossal and I'm like no I didn't watch Anne Hathaway Colossal and I was like be gone I was like we're not speaking anymore okay this happened to me for a further six times for a further six nights an unknown profile an unknown person would contact me would draw me into a conversation uh, and by this point I was looking out for red flags within the conversation of, a, of like am I talking to this person again this person who's I don't know like stalking me or I mean it's more than just like winding me up because we've spent I, I've spent hours and hours talking to each of these individual people you know obviously I guess I mean I don't know what's going on I really don't know what's going on right now I still haven't come to the end of this mystery and I was saying it to Jenny Lindsay in our group chat. I was like, guys, I was like, what the fuck is going on? They were like, this is creepy. This is like, this is creepy. And I started getting messages then just from blank profiles being, have you watched Colossal by Anne Hathaway? Have you watched Colossal by Anne Hathaway? Have you watched Colossal by Anne Hathaway? And I was like, why does this, this person, and every night without fail, the messages would disappear. New account every night, the messages would disappear. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, why, who has the time? To do this. Because th- th- there'd been like no talk about like. Oh let's meet up. I want to I wanna do this to you. Like, like let's just not do this to you. But like I want to do this with you. Um, no talk of that. It was the same. Same conversation over and over again. To the point where I was like going for a smoke out in the decking at night. Being like God is someone like watching me from, from the fucking. From the bushes or what. And at one point I'd, I'd gotten this. This person, I mean, God, who I presume it's been the same person behind, like, all these eight accounts. And one of these accounts gave me their Snapchat name. And the Snapchat, you know, had the name. Like, had, like, the first name and the second name. So so I went on Facebook to that, saw that, okay, the pictures match up with, with, this, with the second person, the blonde bitch, and not the person who was messaging me on the very first night. But who I think now, it, they've all been the same people. Um, so I've never messaged this person on Snapchat. It's it's always been via the dating apps. Um, and I remember seeing, and, and I took a screenshot of it on Snapchat, that person had up being like, oh, if anyone gets, you know, messages from me on the dating apps, it's not me. It's it's not me or whatever. But I think that was fake. I took a screenshot of that and I sent it in to the to the to the group chat I have with the accounts. And I was like, guys, I was like, I, I don't think this is real. I think I think this person is a lunatic. As in like I don't think this person is being catfished or whatever. No, certainly not. There's a lot of other people that you catfish, okay? For sure. And it, and it ain't that. Um so I was like, oh my god, this person is just acting psycho on every level. Then, you know, fast forward like maybe a week later. Like the messages had been quiet. I had got nothing the last time I spoke to this person, this account. You know, we talked for a while and I was like, look, I can't do this anymore. I was like, please stop contacting me. I was like, I can't keep going around this, this like, this like circus 
of this same shit where, I, where I'm talking to someone and then like two hours into the conversation you send the, the face picture and it's as you again like pretending to be a new person on a different account and like talking for hours without even mentioning oh I'm the account that you talked to yesterday so I was like okay I was like it's enough I was like you ain't hot enough for me to be putting up with all this crazy right now so I was like let's call it a day let's go our separate ways don't contact me again, I won't contact you again, and I wish you, you know, y'all the best. Um, And that was fine, I had a a week of silence, until last night, where my phone went off again. Um, Conversation, I was going, was a blank profile, 24 years of age. We started chatting, again, like I said, on these dating apps, the whole blank profile thing, it's very common, so sometimes you just gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. And we were talking again for like two hours. And I was like, oh, so do you have a face picture? Um, Because again, the conversation was going well. They sent the face picture. It was the that little blonde bitch again. The little Jake Paul looking bitch. And I was just like, for real? I was like, I was like, not you. Not you. I was like, why, why, why are you doing this to me? Why? I mean, look, it's it's not like I'm, you know, Zac Efron, you know? It's not like I'm the, the most beautiful person in the world, nor am I the most beautiful person on this dating app. You know, I'm not the most beautiful person within a 20k radius of you. I'm like, why me? Why are you attaching yourself to me? Why are you doing this to me? Um, and, and again, the, 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 the answer after I seen the picture, and I was like, not you again. And the thing was, have you seen Colossal by Anne Hathaway? And I'm like, what is going on in this person's mind? This deranged, mad little mind. And I was like, seriously, I was like, you have to stop contacting me. I was like, I I mean, it's not like I can like block the profiles because there's a new profile every day. And I I was like, I was like, what the the fuck is going on here? Like, and they were like, okay, well, look, I'm not all bad. They were like, you know, I, I pay for everything. I drive, I'll collect and take you places. You know, I pay for holidays. Um, I'm very funny, blah, 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 blah. I was like, look, I don't like you. I was like, as, as you know, funny as you may be and as pretty as you may be, I was like, the craziness, the, the, the amount of annoyance you caused me, God, you, you disgust me. You disgust me. Um, as Tiffany, as the, in the, in the infinite words of Tiffany Pollard on, you know, Celebrity Big Brother towards Gemma Collins, I would just like to say that she is a fat cunt, you know? And I'm just like, what is, why, why are you doing this? What's the end game here? <clears throat> and look, I won't lie, when I heard like the whole like, oh, I drive places and I pay for holidays and I buy everything. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. I was like, I was indulging in the crazy for sure. But look, I'm lonely right now. I'll be honest. My judgment is not like at its best. You know, I'm I'm like currently flying with impaired judgment for sure because I'm lonely and you know I'm obviously just like I don't know in, in a place where I'm like entertaining the bullshit you know like I didn't like block straight away after I after I seen the picture of who it was again so I was like look whatever whatever went on to my phone again this morning the messages had disappeared again again this has to be like the 10th time in a row this person whoever it is has contacted me and I'm like what the fuck is going on um so what I'm going to do is write to this person on snapchat because I've got their snapchat but but never wrote them or I might even 
write to them on Facebook and be like, surprise, you know, here's me coming for you. You know, I might go after them and see if, it, like, I, I believe that it is the real person, you know? I don't think they're using this person as, like, um, a catfish or whatever. I think I believe that it is this real person and this real person is unhinged. But I think I'm going to bring the battle to them and I'm going to approach them because I'm just, I'm freaked out at the moment and like I'm just, uh, my nerves are, my nerves are shattered. My nerves are shattered <gasps> from dealing with this, you know, from, from being like coaxed into these like comfortable conversations and made like feel, I don't know, I guess a certain level of safe forever for like two hours into these, all these like what have been like 10 conversations so far with, with different accounts all of them end up being the same person I'm like why have you chose me to stalk but on the next podcast I will definitely have an update about what's going on because I'm taking the battle to them okay update I just poured myself a glass of orange juice and I decided to message the person on Snapchat and I was like you need to stop with the fake profiles it's beyond annoying now I sent that to them and they opened it just there literally this second and they replied not even 60 seconds ago. I need to stop with the what? Ha 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 ha? Question mark. Laughy face. Is this on Grinder? Question mark. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm telling you this person is a crazy person. Okay. This person is going to try gaslight me into being like, oh, it's not me doing the fake profiles. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because one of those profiles sent me the Snapchat, your real Snapchat that I added, that we are friends on. And this, mm-mm, uh-uh, 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 mm This person's, I don't even know what to write back to this person. This person is clearly unhinged. Like, there's definitely something lacking in their life, for sure. Now, I, I will keep messaging this person, I guess, and see if I can come to the bottom of this. And then I will, I will keep you updated. Okay, sorry, before we do move on, there another message just came in. I said, yes. I said, every day a new profile of you is harassing me and then deleting the account. They wrote back and currently writing back. And this is on Snapchat. Oh God, ha ha ha. Sorry man, that's not me. Don't ask me why, but someone's sending my pics around and sending them back to my social medias. Also, I hope they're not being mean or anything. Lies, lies. This person has diabetes. This person has diabetes. I'm not, I, 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 you know, this person is, has been toying with my mind for the last couple of weeks and is now gaslighting me into believing that, that this ain't them. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I know a lot of you might think I'm crazy. They'd be like, okay, you were catfish. No, this is, there's something more to this. Oh, he just wrote, just ignore them. I'm trying to figure out who it is, but I can't find them. Posted on my few, my stories a few days ago, hoping it would stop, but clearly not. This person is sick. This person is a sick, twisted individual. Uh-uh. Mm-mm-mm. This person, okay, is trying to coax me into, like, having a conversation with them through Snapchat. And you know what? I will. (laughs) So alone. And I will do it. And I'll tell you guys why. (laughs) Because I want to study the language of this person on Snapchat. If they're claiming that this is the real them. And someone else is out there creating, like, hundreds of fake profiles of them and contacting me every night. I want to see how this person talks because I'll know in the language because we've I've picked up on certain like nuances whatever about them about their language how they talk whatever I'm going to get to the bottom of this I'm going to get to the bottom of this and I'm going to expose you and I won't say your name but I'm going 
to expose you. Your days are numbered 100% because believe, trust and believe the Riley Riley Research Centre is putting a portfolio on you together. Believe me. And the exposure is going to be big. Okay, moving on. Next mind popper I want to talk about, and I'm going to talk about this very briefly, is this whole, the big YouTube drama that's going on at the moment. We have like four people at the forefront, forefront of the drama. We have Jeffree Star, we have Shane Dawson, we have James Charles, and we have Tati Westbrook. It's a mess at this point. I'm definitely not going to go into it. I have been following it, you know, lightly. I don't know the ins and the outs. I know that like back, I think it was last year, James Charles, like apparently there was things about to surface about James Charles in terms of there was victims of sexual abuse going to come forward on him. Taddy Westbrook, this big makeup bitch on YouTube, she's a 37-year-old woman, made the first video which launched the drama called Bye Sister. Basically said that she was exposing James Charles for the horrible things that he'd been doing, that, that she needed him to cop on and to come back to earth. And that he was just lost control of himself. And she said that she has like stacks of receipts that were sent to her. And she's heard things by abuse victims, what have you. Basically, this started to sink James Charleship. He was losing millions of followers, hundreds of thousands by the day. He was going down, you know, he was going to lose brand deals. And it was going to go to like shock. I was going to just destroy any business plans that he had in the works um uh, whatever it turns out anyway that like they didn't really have the receipts to back it up and it kind of backfired on Tati they were like okay why is a 37 year old woman trying to destroy the life of like a I mean how old is he 19 years old or what have you with these like false allegations or whatever so fast forward to now she's out with a new video and she said basically that she was gaslit into doing the video by Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star um who have their own scandals going on at the moment um, and now it's a whole big mess, you know, it's like, we don't know who's telling the truth, we don't know who is doing what, and look, really, we, we don't care what any of them have done, what have you, it's, it's a light form of entertainment, indulge it in that way, don't take it on too seriously, because all the people I'm seeing at the moment that are like, being like, I'm seeing things being posted on like, or like reshared on Facebook, and they're like, if, if you're a supporter of Shane Dawson, then unfriend me now unfriend me now like I will unfriend you for sure but get it together get it together for all you people right now who are like Shane Dawson is the worst if you support Shane Dawson then you there's no room in my life for you okay as you say that you know while you're climbing into bed in your like little two-piece loungewear set you know that was made from the bleeding hands of children you know in Tibet or what have you the bleeding hands of children making your like little stunning you know, two-piece loungewear set, and you're still going to bed with your eight hours of sleep, sleeping like a baby, knowing that there's these little children, like, blood on their hands, like, not getting paid to work in these horrible conditions, are making your clothes. I mean, focus on that. Don't come with me with this, like, false, entitled, enlightened self, you know, if you support Shane Dawson, we're done. There's no room for you in my life. He's such a bad, bad person, you know? I'm like, okay, you really don't care about the, the matters of the world, do you? You don't. You're, you're hopping on a trend. It's, it's popular right now to, to kick Shane Dawson when he's down, to cancel Shane Dawson. Focus on yourself. Focus on the, the actual trouble in the world, you know? Like, focus on being sustainable. Focus on not getting, you know, your, like, two-piece lounge sets, you know, from the bleeding hands of kids. Focus on that. And when you start making positive changes like that, maybe then we can talk about, you know, Shane Dawson. But I'm just like, get it together. Get it together. Because it just blows my mind how you're all on about like cancelling these four idiots. 
you know? These, you're all on about canceling these four idiots, like, with a passion. Take that passion. Better your life, you know? Cut out the fast fashion. Do that kind of thing. Don't come at me trying to make, like, you know, judging me for, like, supporting Shane Dawson or supporting whoever. Don't come at me like that when you are not even attempting to live a better life. You know, you're just, again, using cancel culture to throw out some visceral hatred. So focus on yourself and work on yourself, for sure. Then get back to me. Before we move on to what I what I really want to talk about this episode in terms of the election and stuff, I'll just an update on, on that message because I'm telling you that this drama that's happening to me is unfolding, you know, right now. I message saying, is so this is the first time I'm speaking to the real redacted, question mark. And they wrote back, it is, ha ha ha, my apologies. I'm trying to stop them and I hope they stop harassing you. But if they message you, just ignore them. It will literally never be me, ha ha. And I certainly wouldn't harass you, ha 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 ha. Okay, and you know, here here where, where it gets funky to me, for sure, oh my God, you're, you're the poor victim of being, being catfish. If that was me and someone had written to me being like, oh, I'm getting like these messages every day harassing, whatever, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm so sorry that's happening to you. I'd be like, okay, I need you to send me screenshots so I can study the language of this person so I can like use that and finding out, you know, who exactly is, is trying to be me, who's catfishing me, who's pretending to be me. This person's like, oh, I'm so sorry that's happening to you. No, this isn't a person who wants to get to the end of anything because they are involved from the very beginning, in my opinion, which I'm still looking into. If you find out that someone is like being harassing you, like I said, and send, like to create a 10 fake accounts and talking for hours. And then this person doesn't even want to know, like doesn't even want screenshots or anything. Mm-mm. This person is not someone who, who wants to get to the bottom of the truth because, you know, they ain't working for the truth. They're in on it. Uh, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, you guys, I swear. Okay. Anyway, moving on, moving on. What I do want to talk about this episode, obviously, is the news that Kanye West announced last night that he's running for presidency, that he's running for the presidency in the 2020 election, okay? What I want to talk about is someone who, in the whole American politics drama, that has always stood out to me as the most interesting person and the the person that has the most to tell um, is Melania Trump. Melania Trump. Now, you don't have to have any knowledge on politics to enjoy this next bit. My mind popper is Melania Trump. She's always, always been one of my big mind poppers and someone I, I think about frequently. Melania Trump, the whole mind popper around Melania Trump is none of us know, no one in the world knows if, you know, she's just like the, the first lady, the wife of President Trump, or is this the story of one young woman, a hustler, possibly a gold digger, who rose from nothing to becoming one of the figureheads, one of the most prominent figureheads of arguably the most powerful country in the world. Is Melania Trump the story of a gold digger who got in way over her head? Or is she sincere? Or is there even something more sinister going on? Because we really know nothing about Melania Trump, do we? It's not like, you know, back in the Obama administration when we had like Michelle and... Uh, and, and Barack and you know they were very you know at least to the eye transparent we felt like we knew them on a more personal level we we felt like we knew what Michelle Obama was out she you know was about so you know she talked she was very charismatic 
there was no like secrets. Of course there were secrets, but to, to the naked eye, there was no secrets. They weren't hiding anything. There was no mystery about the relationship. Everything seemed good in the hood, you know? Um, but it's not like this with the current administration with Melania and Donald. There are just things that, that don't add up. So the thing about Melania, to give you a better insight into Melania, because there's just not much we know about her. First of all, her name is like Melania Knauss, which which later on she changed to Melania Kraus um, for modelling. But she grew up in very humble beginnings in Slovenia. Her father worked in a car and bike dealership and her mother worked in some sort of like textile plant, you know, that made um, clothes for, for children. They weren't wealthy by any means, you know, they had they had lived in a in a family apartment, in an apartment block, you know, it was basic. Um, and Melania started off doing some modelling when she was younger, it was, it was often the case of people in, in, their, in their area in Slovenia whose parents worked in factories, like those textile factories, often the kids then would go on and model the clothes because they were making children's clothes, what have you. Education-wise, she attended a school for design and photography. And went on to study architecture, uh, which she ultimately dropped out of. Okay, but there is, like, she, she had passion. She had drive. She had an education under her belt. You know, she wasn't some, you know, stereotypical valley girl, you know, that just fell into, like, someone who, who had a lot more money. You know, this seems, by all means so far, of someone who was willing to hustle. So and she was doing some modelling work between Milan and Paris in around 19. 19- Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 95, where she met the, um, what was he called? His name was like Paolo Zampoli, but he was the Metropolitan Models co-owner. So I guess some sort of modeling house or what have you. He was there, um, Paolo Zampoli was there. He was doing, um, he was like in a scouting trip in Europe. As it turns out, Paolo Zampoli, he was a friend of, you know, Donald Trump, who was going to be Melania's future husband. Something doesn't sit right with me with that, you know, like that he was scouting the girls in Europe and happened to be friends with Donald Trump. Mm-mm. It, it, like, I'm not saying I'm not making any accusations, but it, it does have like a trafficking undertone vibe. I'm not saying that's what it was. It probably, you know, it definitely wasn't. But you get what I mean? There's something slimy about it. Um... So he wanted to represent her. So then Melania Knaus uh, in 1996 moved to Manhattan where she shared an apartment with this photographer guy that was set up by Paolo Zampoli, um, who again was the person who signed her to the Metropolitan Models. Um, it does sound a little shady. It does. 
So, Canals, again, Melania was featured in a lot of like sexually explicit photo shoots. Uh, I think it was in January 96, she was on the cover of Max, which was now, a, I don't think it's, it's still running, but it was a French men's magazine and she was there posing nude with another female model. She also posed news nude then in January 2000 for, for GQ magazine and she was like appearing naked. Um, she was like completely naked except for diamond jewellery and she was like reclining on like this like fur kind of like, I don't know, like fur kind of like carpet kind of a thing uh, aboard uh, Trump's, Donald Trump's custom fitted Boeing 727 jet, okay? So then when, when Trump was asked, like, of course, when he was going for presidency or whatever, he was, like, asked about his, his, his wife's then girlfriend's, like, past, you know, in terms of nudity and what have you. I, I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> he was like, um, he was like, Melania was one of the most successful models. And she did many photo shoots, including uh, covers for major magazines. Um, the, the photo he's referring to, to, to the photo she did for, for Max uh, was taken for European magazine prior to my knowing Melania. In Europe, pictures like this are very fashionable and common. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> um, but so everything seems all right so far. I guess like we don't really know how they met. You know, it's, it's unclear how they met. Melania tells a story that they were at the same party. They said it on Larry King Live. I was watching some old footage of them before the presidency. Um, they said that they met at a party, that Trump was actually there to hook up with another model, but he saw Melania and was like, I have to have her. I have to have her. Again, you know, it, it was definitely sleazy. You know that. It's not like, it wasn't like Harry Met Sally shit. So then, like fast forward in the year 2000, she positioned, or what she, she posi- petitioned for a right to have like permanent residency in the US. So that would have been under like an EB1 program, which, and this program is basically, you would have heard of it, but when you're applying for citizenship, this would be like for people, say like, who have extraordinary abilities. Do you know the way you can apply for citizenship in a country? And one of those things is if you have extraordinary abilities. So obviously she was going to try to do this under the guise of modeling that she'd achieved so much. But you have to keep in mind that she achieved moderate success in, in the world of modeling, but in no way did she excel. You know, designers were not fighting over her. Millennia Trump, um, then Millennia Krause, she wasn't Naomi. She wasn't a clume. She wasn't a shiffer, you know? And when you apply for that form of citizenship through the extraordinary abilities route, it's usually only 2% of, of those people in an industry. Say, like, if you were to say you were going to, you're a soccer player and you want US citizenship and you're saying, you know, I want, or I'm going to the extraordinary abilities route for, for my um, citizenship. That'd be, you'd have to be in the top two percentile of soccer players, you know? So think about it like Cristiano Ronaldo could go and apply for US citizenship, sure, and use that route. But Melania Kraus, she was not at the top tier of modeling, not even close. She, she, she fell somewhere midway. You know, she was not a supermodel by any means. She, she had not really excelled at all. In, in terms of modeling um so obviously then it became clear that you know back in in 2000 obviously she got the um she got the 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 citizenship the u.s citizenship but obviously it, it you know it became very clear that she had connections to people in power that would be able to influence that application she didn't get in on her own merit in into the country so then in keeping with that the washington post reported that at the time, Knaus, Melania Knaus, uh, her, credential, her credentials included thus far, she'd, run, she'd done runway shows in Europe. 
she had done a a camel cigarette billboard ad in Times Square and her biggest job on her resume at the time was a spot in the the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated where she featured like on like a beach in a string bikini and she was like hugging this like six foot inflatable whale or what have you. But she didn't excel at any niche part of the industry. She hadn't won any awards and no one written about her work in, you know, any significant publications. Um, but like I said, Melania was granted her citizenship in 2006, even though it later emerged she was working illegally in the country on a visitor's visa, you know, where you can't work on that, but she was doing modeling gigs while on that. Um, And then she was able to bring both her parents into the country as well as citizens through something called chain migration. Chain migration is like we're we're one, when we're one immigrant will come or whatever and then establish and then they can bring over the family kind of a thing, which is something that since the beginning of Donald Trump's candidacy, he has been adamant against. But yet Melania came in and obviously had some strings pulled and then she did the same for her two parents. So the two of them, Melania and Donald Trump, they got engaged in 2004. On January 22nd, 2005, they married, you know, they married in Florida um, and they followed at a reception um, at a ballroom in one of their houses in Mar-a-Lago Estate. Um, so it, it was his first, or no, sorry, it was Melania's first time getting married and it was Trump's third marriage at this point. And there was a big host of celebrities at the wedding, don't get me wrong. They had Katie Couric, Matt Lauer. Um, they had the likes of Heidi Klum, Star Jones, Pete Diddy, Shaquille O'Neal, Barbara Walters, Conrad Black, Simon Cowell, Kelly Ripa, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were also there. Also, you know, good friends of Donald before that went uh, pear-shaped or what have you. And Billy Joel even um, serenaded the crowd at the wedding. You know, I think their first dance or whatever was just the way you are. Um, and like, of course, like Melania and Donald's uh, wedding at the time was all over the press. Uh, Melania wore a $200,000 uh, custom dress made by John Galanio of the House of Christian Dior. Mm-hmm. So, up until this point, obviously this is before the presidency, you know, she thought, as far as I'm concerned, that okay, I've met this guy who's, you know, I think he must be maybe, he's over 25 years older than anyway, because Trump, I'm sure, is like mid-70s. Melania is um, 50. Melania is 50 today. Um, So for for all accounts by now, this is before the presidency, it seems like, look, a a model who didn't have necessarily like a super successful modelling career, had landed, you know, had connected with this much older guy. He was like a big business titan. And, and why not? Like Trump already had four kids by this point, you know, with two other women. So I guess, you know, Melania saw an opportunity and I guess she she jumped at that. She's Because she's a stunning, she's a stunning woman. And keep in mind, Melania Trump is, in my, not even in my opinion, it's just a fact. She is the most fashionable first lady that, that there ever has been. She just creates iconic look after iconic look. She has this, she's very into like her, her capes, kind of like a draconian kind of cape, very dystopian. She's, you you can't fault her for that at all because she's gone to school for design and for architect and stuff. She knows what she's doing. She's not, I don't think she's someone who's being dressed, you know, by a team of stylists in the White House. This is someone who knows how to look good, you know, and she does. She's the, God, she's the best looking and most fashionable First lady America's ever seen, you know, and that's just, that's just a fact. 
So like I said, I spent my day like watching all interviews with Melania and Donald all before the politics bullshit. And the marriage seems quite legit to me. And when I say the marriage between the two of them seems quite, because it always comes under fire. It, queens seem, or it seems quite legit to me in terms of, it's like an arrangement. They, you know, live two completely separate lives and it's like a marriage that's based on like convenience almost and maybe even a certain level of companionship. So to say that Melania is just a background character, it doesn't do it full justice for me because, you know, she is a person who does have a certain influence with Donald Trump. He will allow her to talk in his ear, you know. Obviously, they had the kid, Baron William Trump. And I think I think it was in 2006. Uh, Trump said on Larry King, so this was again before the presidency, it was actually before their only child they have together, Baron Trump was born, but they were saying that they were interested in, in starting a family. Trump said on Larry King um, that he wouldn't be changing any diapers, he wouldn't be feeding the baby, and he might not even see the baby because he works so much. So again, him and Melania, they live very separate lives. And it seemed to work for them. Melania Trump was now, and again, she wasn't, this is before presidency, but, you know, she was now financially secure. She'd brought both her parents over for a better life and she had the child that she wanted to have. You know, she may not have had, like, the, the perfect, like, whirlwind romance marriage, but this was a model who was getting older, you know, had not achieved, you know, the success levels that she may have wanted to achieve. She saw an opportunity to... Look, settle down, become financially stable in, in a comfortable marriage, maybe not necessarily one full of love, but I was able to take care of her parents and bring them over to America and was able to have the child that she always wanted to have. So then is where things start to get a little crazy because we're coming up on the 2016 election, which saw Melania, a woman who had received some success in the modelling world, like I said, but but nothing spectacular she would go on to be catapulted into becoming the first lady of the United States of America. And like this time for Melania had to be like super chaotic because you all remember the speeches she did. You have to remember the speeches that she did and she got ripped apart because they were like almost word for word, identical speeches to Michelle Obama's speeches that Mich- that they that the Obamas had done during their administration. You remember that scandal where they were playing the side-by-side footage of Melania reading her speech and Michelle Obama reading her speech and it's like word for word identical um and not only that it was coming up on the time as well where Melania had decided to take out a 150 million dollar lawsuit against the Daily Mail uh she was suing them for 150 million damages because the Daily Mail came out with like some investigative report or something that like during Melania's modeling career that she was working in an escort service I mean, which to me would make a lot more sense on how her and Donald really met, like 100%. Again, we don't know. Um, so she claimed that the Daily Mail um, had ruined her chances of establishing like a multi-million dollar brand. Because at this point she had been doing like Melania jewellery and she had been doing um, Melania like, um, what was like cosmetics, like face creams and that kind of stuff. So she had been trying to establish her brand from herself in, in the early years of her marriage to Donald Trump, I think it was in 2010. But the Daily Mail came in. Anyway, so she tried to turn around and sue them for 150 million. Um, the Daily Mail ended up conceding in the end and they agreed to pay her a humble 2.9 million in damages. You know, a far cry away from the 150 million that she was, you know, that she was suing for. 
was this kind of like a little hide up like look just give her the 2.9 million I want that story to go away type of thing you don't know because you have to remember that Melania now at this point in her life isn't just messing around in the modeling world with like sleazy guys or whatever and the exciting lifestyle she is now in a world in the US presidency where she is now in the midst of these big evil titans these big giants you and when I say evil I mean evil to the core I mean you have to remember that now like because in that world is the big pharmaceutical companies it's the oil companies it's 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 the 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 most powerful in the world is the the most evil in the world is now what she's in the midst of because that's what the US presidency is all about that's what it is it's these big evil money-making forces all coming together and we know Donald's relationship with Big Pharma and we know um, his relationship with the, with the oil and stuff, him getting out of all the, the environment agreements and what have you. So there's a lot, there's a lot going on, a lot of pressure. They can't see Donald Trump fail because he is currently, he's helping all these big, big money-making monsters. So she's now completely out of her element. But there was something interesting that happened. You'll all remember in 2015, um... So it was, it was in the months leading up to the election where Trump became president. So it was in, in those months just before he had won the presidency. The Access Hollywood tapes came out where you saw Trump sitting um, on like that bus and the old Access Hollywood tape. And he's like talking to whoever. I think it's there with Billy Bush and some reporters and what have you. They're like filming something anyway. And they're talking about the women in the bus. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, like, you know, when you're rich and famous, whatever. It's like, you can go up and do anything. Like, you can go up and grab him by the pussy and, and and that kind of thing so it was this was a pivotal point in the relationship because if melania chose to leave him there she would have destroyed the trump administration before it even started he wouldn't have been elected president because the americans have this thing where they love to see like the the, the traditional family unit like they love that um and if there was a separation it would have cost him the election. It would have cost Trump the presidency. So it was at this point in the relationship where Melania was at her most powerful. And, you know, everyone was like, is she going to walk? Because if Melania walked then, it would have been over. There would have been no Trump. There would have been no President Trump. She had the power to determine what way the election went there and then. She decided to stay with him. And she came out and she, she was defending him and like the whole locker talk kind of argument um, and said that he was a good man, a good caring man. Um, so the presidency, like the campaign wouldn't be derailed. But the very interesting thing, like I said, this was at the pivotal point of their relationship where if Melanie walked, if Melania Mo walked, Trump would have lost the presidency. So. This was the most powerful point, the most powerful position Melania had ever been in the relationship. So she took this time, right, behind the scenes to renegotiate the terms of their prenup during this scandal. She took the time when she was at her most powerful to renegotiate the deals of their prenup and get a better deal for herself. And she took it. That's why I'm telling you, Melania Trump is no fool. You may look at her and be like, oh, this is just some gold digger who's along for the ride. She's no fool. She is putting things in place for herself. And people are like, oh, well, she can barely speak English. Okay. She speaks like, Melania Trump speaks like five languages. She speaks like Siberian. She speaks German. She speaks French. She speaks Italian. She speaks English. Okay. And she speaks um, Slovenian, I guess. So I'm saying don't regard, disregard Melania as some sort of gold digging fool. 
because there she, there she is a lot there's a lot more to her than she's leading on and again people were like okay well, she doesn't really do anything in the presidency you know how much influence does she really have over Donald Trump a- an interesting story um, I came across the other day was when Trump was running for president, again, like you know, a president needs a vice president. We know that. So before Trump, you know, had had one office, he needed to. He had three people to pick from. Um, obviously, we know that Mike Mike Pence is Trump's. Um, he's the he's the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence. But so Trump had had three people to pick from. He had Mike Pence and two others. So what happened was, before he picked, you know, who he was going to run with, he had, the story goes that he had Melania Trump, Melania, spend two days with each of the three people. Spend two days, get to know them, whatever. She came back to Donald and Donald was like, okay, so talk to me. And Melania was like, your next vice president, or your, your vice president is going to be Mike Pence. And Donald was like, why have you chosen Mike Pence to be my you know, my vice president. And she said, out of the three of them, Mike Pence is the only one who I have, you know, determined from being around and from just monitoring them, whatever. Mike Pence is the, Mike Pence, Donald, is the only one who will not go for number one. Mike Pence is happy being number two. So basically, Menenia told Donald that Mike Pence is going to be happy being the lapdog, is going, is happy being number two, is never going to want to usurp the throne, usurp the power. So she was like, pick the, pick the lackey, pick this guy. He's not going to give you a whole lot of trouble. And that is why Trump went on to pick Mike Pence. So there are points in, in, in things that we, behind closed doors where Millennia has had influence on this, you know. But if I was to make speculations and some predictions, I think Millennia Trump has gotten everything she could possibly get from this marriage. I think that she's outgrown it. She's realising that she's 50 years old and she still looks amazing and she's a whole lot of living to do. A whole lot of living to do outside of that White House. You know, and those videos of the two when they're out in public and she's like refusing to hold his hand or like pushes his hand away, it gives me life. Like this is a woman, you know, who is following her contractual obligations as First Lady and won't indulge any further. Like, You've seen them. You get what I mean? Like, they don't act like a married couple at all. It it seems, like, purely professional. And, like, obviously, it's written into the prenup that she can't leave during his presidency or she'll walk away with nothing. You know, similarly, if he gets re-elected now in the upcoming 2020 election, she's not going to be able to walk away for the next four years. You know, they're not going to let Melania Trump walk away while Trump is in the White House. She's not going to have that option. There's no free will here. Melania Trump is absolutely not allowed to walk away um, and divorce Trump during this because it, it will be detrimental to his presidency. They, they absolutely won't allow it. Um, if he doesn't get re-elected this time round, which I predict that he will, but if he doesn't get re-elected, she'll walk away within two years. Mark my words. If Donald Trump d- doesn't get the presidency in 2020, Melania Trump is going to walk in t- within two years. She'll divorce him. I 100% believe that. Uh, again, if he does get re-elected, sh- sh- she's going to marry him. But but you have to, you have to think of it like this. That if Melania Trump tried to walk away during Trump's presidency, her life would be in danger. Like they would tell her that you'll be killed. You you'll never see your son again. Your your parents will be killed. Um, like 
they're not letting like this isn't like free will this isn't like happy family this isn't what have you like you were dealing with the biggest evil superpowers in the world there is no way millennia trump walks from like walks even if the marriage is like falling apart they're not together she she can't she can't walk they will not leave her leave that marriage for years they will kill her if she tries to do something they would rather have millennia trump they would rather the the headline read trump Trump loses wife in horrific accident like Millennia dies in horrific accident rather than Millennia walks out on President Trump that will never happen ever happen they would sooner see they'd rather sooner see Millennia dead than walking away from that marriage absolutely you have to keep that in mind so there's just so much going on um and as well, like imagine the and and the non-disclosure agreement that Millennia must have signed. Imagine the the terms of of that prenup. You know, um, like she's under so much like rules and regulations. Like my hope for the future is that like they do separate, which I think that they absolutely will. But it's going to be the moment when she does her like first big sit down interview post Trump like the biggest sit down ever it will be the biggest sit down ever since Bruce Jenner sat down for the first time as Caitlyn Jenner like an interview with a post-Trump presidency Melania you know separated from Donald that would be an interview that would prick the ears of the entire world because we all know what we all know what we want to know what's going on. And the thing about, like, the things Millennia must have seen and must have heard and witnessed, like, I have no doubt that Millennia Trump could bring the entire White House, White House, the, could bring the entire White House to its knees if she chose. Um, but then again, is she going to do it? And then, like, I mean, like I told you, th- this woman is in danger. Like, this woman at this point is a hostage. There is no, like, okay, I've had enough of this. I need to get out. That ain't, that ain't the way. That ain't happening. Um, and, of course, we've had then these the conspiracy theories around Melania Trump. If you remember, um, maybe, like, last year, the year before, there was this whole big scandal about pictures of, of Donald and Melania out in public or, like, you know, going to the... They don't go out in public together, but they're there for the photo shoots, for the events, you know, the kind of... Be it something to do with veterans or what have you, holidays. Um... And they were like, that's not Melania Trump. As in, they were like, pictures of this woman who, I mean, had a, a resemblance to Melania Trump, but wasn't Melania Trump. So a lot of speculation goes on, and a lot of people still actually do believe this. That, um, because, I, I can't remember what year it was, but it was recent enough, it was maybe 2018, that Melania... Um, she disappeared off the face of the earth for five weeks because she had to get an operation done. It was something to do with like a kidney condition. She needed to get like a, a blood vessel blocked, something like that, which they said that she was fine. She made a full recovery from. It was a very successful procedure. People said that those five weeks, it wasn't the real Melania Trump who came back. And I don't know how much I buy into that at all. But what I will say, as in like they're saying that, that, that they were, that Melania was killed. She was taken out. She was only weeks away from leaving Trump and they decided to kill her, take her out and brought in someone, you know, who, who looked like her. They paid someone to have plastic surgery to, to look like her, what have you. I don't know about that one. I mean, look, would it surprise me? Absolutely not. Like, you guys have to understand and comprehend that the US presidency is, it's it's not, 
it's it, this it's not like as it seems like this is a big big evil evil circus you know so i mean sure they could have done that i don't think it's that practical you know to, to kill her and have a have the dub the body double come in for like the rest of it it's just not practical it's not practical at all. So I, I doubt it but again would not be surprised so millennia trump she has secrets to tell i think she's negotiated herself a very powerful deal in that prenup I just I just feel like you guys that Melania Trump is going in a couple of years time mark my words within the decade she is going to rock the fucking world like we have not heard the end from Melania Trump I think that she is going to be one of the biggest firecrackers in US history like mark my words honestly whatever about Melania okay we'll see how that unfolds but Kanye West running for presidency. You know, a lot of people are like, don't fuck Kanye, don't fuck Kanye, blah, blah, blah. At this point in the game, where the world is on fucking fire, like the world is on fire, it's crumbling down around us, the the chaotic soul in me, the chaotic soul in me is like, go on, just give it to him. Let Kanye be president of the United States. Let's just see what happens. Look, God, we are in just a real fucked up place right now let's see what happens John, the, the the devil in me is like mm-hmm, I would like to see how this goes 100% like a Yeezy White House 100% so obviously in case you missed it Kanye tweeted out last night that we must now realise the promise of America by trusting God unifying our vision and building our future I am running for president of the United States hashtag 2020 vision which Elon Musk uh, reached out in support saying like oh you have my full support would Elon Musk potentially be the vice president to Kanye's presidency I mean possibly I mean why not have like the world's you know like twisted evil genius as your VP why not like how could it not get more fucked up like why not um so the thing about it is people are being like okay is this official can he actually run because it's four months you guys until the, this whole election's happening can Kanye West really run for president the thing is, he, he's missed the deadline on, on, a, on a certain number of states. and states like New York, it's too late to get his name on the ballot. But there is time still for him to enter as an independent. Because um, obviously he won't be running as a Democrat because that's Joe Biden. He won't be running as um, a Republican because that's Donald Trump. So he'd have to run as an independent. And yes, the short answer is yes, he could still get his name on the ballot. So yes, he could still run for the President of the United States. But... I was looking into it and he does not have appeared to like register his name with the FEC, which is the Federal Election Commission for number, November's election. The closest name, right? So there is a name on the FEC database, right? And it's called Kanye D's Nuts West, who filed their papers with the Green Party in 2015 under the address 1977 Gold Digger Avenue, Sweet Yeezus. And it's raised no money for the campaign. But back in 2015 is when Kanye first announced at the I think it was the VMAs that he was going to run for presidency so he may have already set himself up so that he can actually get on the ballot a lot faster um and you know what to look at it like what are the what is I mean realistically with four months of the election there is I would say that there's a zero percent chance that we'll be able to see Kanye West as being the president of the United States in 2020. Like a 0% chance because we already have Trump and we already have Biden. The only thing that's going to happen here, and some people are like, is this like a conspiracy? Is that 
you're going to have, of course, a lot more people, liberal people voting Kanye West. You know, then you're going to have like conservatives and Republicans who are going to throw their vote at Kanye West. So the whole thing is if Kanye does put his hat into the ring, you're going to have loads of these young liberals who are going to go and waste their vote on Kanye West. So what it's actually going to do is take away from the Democratic vote. It's going to cost Joe Biden the election and it all it does, all Kanye do, running is going to do is, prepare, is just give Trump an even better chance of winning the election. You know, um, if he wants to try it again in 2024, who knows? Look, like I'm saying, I'm saying, look, if I, if I was over there and I was a registered voter in America, I'd be giving my vote to Joe Biden. I would be. Not that I particularly like him, but I'm going to go with the lesser two evils. Um, but am I mad that Kanye is running for residency? Absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. Like, I'm there for that. I'm there I'm there for the mess. I'm there for the mess. I'm just going to say it. I'm there for this. I am there for First Lady of the United States, Kim Kardashian West. <laughs> like, how have the Kardashians, time and time again, have went from a, a sex tape to, like, the... The like well like thirty two thirty two day marriage with Chris Humphreys, to like you know they have like the OJ Simpson connection with their father, um to Kate or to Bruce Jenner coming out as Caitlyn Jenner you know being transgender, it's like when you think this family couldn't possibly, couldn't possibly grasp the world by the head and keep them interested now we're looking at like I mean we we see Kim Kardashian who's lobbying President Trump in the White House you know because she's now, um you know, wanting to obtain her law degree and work with working in criminal justice reform. And now for the possibility, and we have to say that it is a possibility because we look at Trump, who, who back in the day was, you know, the apprentice who was just a reality TV star and everyone laughed, you know, back then when he said that he was going to run for the presidency. Look now, in halfway through 2020, when we're in a position where Kim Kardashian West could be the first lady of one of the most, if not the most powerful, influential countries in the world. Like, who is writing this shit? (laughs) Who is writing this? Who is writing this? This is just going from crazy to fucking crazy. Now, well, I doubt that, I mean, like I I said, there's a 0% chance that Kanye West is is becoming the president of the United States in 2020. It's, It's just not going to happen. It's just too late in the game. With Trump out of the picture in 2024, because obviously Trump, if he gets re-elected, he'll have served his two, his two, um, I'm not sure what you call it, two servings, I guess, of the presidency. He won't, he's not allowed, his terms, two terms, you can't do any more than two terms. Could Kanye West be president in 2024? Absolutely, Kanye West could be fucking president in 2024. Like, and, and I'm here for it. I have to say I'm here for the mess. I'm here to see where the world goes you guys it's a very exciting time to be alive anyway you know what i there's just, just a lot of madness going on right now you you heard a lot today you heard about like millennia trump you know the story of gold digger or very smart businesswoman okay kanye west is he going to be president in 2020 no 2024 potentially and you heard about my story of being stalked which i will keep you updated on all right thank you very much for listening to this episode of the mind poppers episode as always if you have an interesting story to share if you have a mind popper of your own you can contact me on instagram at adam o'reilly oh until next time stay woke
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.